At Total Wine & More, find the best gifts for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for sis or a single-barrel bourbon that dad will love. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. B21. Where can you find the best gifts at great low prices that everyone will love? At Total Wine & More, of course, with so many great bottles to choose from. Find something for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for your sis, sparkling wine for a coworker, or a single barrel bourbon for dad. And if you need any help, just ask one of their friendly guides for advice. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine and more. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly, B21. Well, I'm getting a royalty I... for every time you guys cook the recipe, <laughs> by the way. Our royalty rate is very, very, very low. This is Play Me a Recipe, and I'm Amanda Hesser, coming to you from my kitchen in Brooklyn. Today I'll be making my husband's recipe, which has become known as Daddy's Pasta, at least according to my kids. The recipe is linked in the show notes if you need to refer to it, but otherwise we'll just be gathering ingredients, slicing, cooking, tossing everything alongside each other. Feel free to pause or jump back if you need a sec. For this pasta recipe, you're going to need bacon, olive oil, tomato paste, I like to use double concentrate, red pepper flakes, canned chopped tomatoes, I like palmy, and pasta. And you can use any shape you like. I tend to gravitate towards a short stubby pasta like penne regatta or a fusilli. My husband likes rotelli. Really any shape will work. Any shape that has little grooves and, and nooks and crannies for the sauce to get into. You're also going to want grated Parmesan for serving, of course, and you'll need a large pot of salted, heavily salted in my view, <laughs> is best, boiling water. And so I've got mine heating and you can get yours started too. You'll also want a large saute pan, a plate lined with paper towel, a colander in the sink, and a small measuring cup for grabbing pasta water from the boiling water to use with the sauce. Once you have all of your ingredients gathered and that means like your bacon is sliced and your oil and your tomato paste and everything's measured out, I'm gonna meet you at your stove <laughs> and I'm gonna be at my stove and we're gonna cook it together. and I've got my bacon sliced into sort of quarter inch, half inch slices. You can use whatever kind of bacon you like. If you prefer pancetta, you should go for it. This is an extremely flexible recipe. This is a recipe that my husband found in the New York Times, in the Times Magazine. And in its original version, it did not even include uh, bacon or pancetta or any, any kind of pork product. So over the years, he has evolved the recipe and has added pork. And so now it's a recipe that I think started as an arrabbiata and is now much more of an amatruciana. So <laughs> I'm taking the bacon that's sliced and I'm spreading it around a large saute pan. Hopefully here, it's starting to sizzle. I've got it on medium heat. So what I like to do is I like to kind of get the fat melting and then lower the heat so that the bacon can eventually start browning and crisping. This is gonna take probably, I would say 10 minutes. 
Okay, can you hear that? It's kind of spitting. It's gotten a little quieter, but it's gotten a little bit more intense at the same time. And so I've got some pieces that are browned on one side, not on the other. So I'm giving it a stir every once in a while. You'll probably notice that the bacon that's on the out, outer edges of the pan will brown faster. So I tend to kind of scrape from the outside to the inside and kind of move things around that way. And my bacon is rendering a lot of fat. So after this, um, once it's fully browned, and you can go as crispy as you like, we like kind of a medium crisp. What you're gonna wanna do is get ready to, and you can use a slotted spoon, drain the, the bacon and transfer it to the paper towel lined plate so that it can drain. And then we're gonna use the bacon fat and all the little like round bits that are stuck on the pan as the foundation for the sauce. This is such a simple recipe. It has just a few ingredients. It's really like tomato, pork, and pasta and olive oil and chili, but the way that the ingredients are combined really make for a very sophisticated pasta dish, and which is why we've been making this for years. The secret ingredient is, gonna, is coming up soon. I won't spoil it. Okay, so my bacon is getting nice and crisp and brown, and so I'm gonna start lifting it out of the pan and onto the paper towel lined plate. Now, this is the point at which, once you get better at this dish, Right now, you could probably get the pasta into the water, but if you're making it for the first time, I kind of like to get the sauce almost done before the pasta goes into the water, just so I could have a moment to take a breather and not feel like things are not going to come out on time. But you know, you can adjust the way you do those as you get more comfortable with the recipe. Okay, so I've got all the little bacon bits out, and I'm going to turn off the heat for a second just because I want to—I don't want the, the bacon fat that's left in the pan to burn. I have probably, I'm gonna say almost a half a cup of bacon fat, which is a lot. You really only want a tablespoon or two. So what I'm gonna do, and if you have the same situation, you should do the same, uh, get a, a bowl, something, a heat-proof bowl. I'm gonna use steel, and I'm gonna pour off all but a tablespoon or two of the fat. Now the reason I'm using, I'm saying a heat-proof bowl and doing that instead of just putting it in your garbage is because bacon fat that's this hot will melt right through your garbage bag, um, which will cause you all sorts of problems later. And I'm telling you that from experience. So we've got our um, bacon fat, just a tablespoon or two left in the, in the pan. And I'm going to now add a quarter cup of olive oil. So cooking fat on cooking fat. I like to use good olive oil for this. And I'm gonna warm this over medium heat. All right. Now, I'm gonna stir in the tomato paste. So, <laughs> this is the secret ingredient. It's a half a cup of tomato paste, which seems like an enormous amount. And you hear that sizzle? You want that. Because you want the tomato paste, you wanna spread it around and you want it to caramelize in the oil and the baking fat because that is what's gonna give this sauce really great depth. Ooh. Okay, and I'm actually gonna add my pinches of, of red pepper flakes now. And this is again, is a very much a two taste situation. I say two pinches, you know, if you don't like a lot of heat, do one pinch. If you like a lot of heat, add three something that you kind of get to know over time with the recipe. Okay, so the 
as you can hear, the tomato paste is cooking and caramelizing. And I'm gonna lower the heat, really, as much as I can. I'm actually gonna put it down to low, and you can see, you should see that the bottom of your pan is kind of getting brown, and that's okay. That's like good flavor that you're gonna wanna add later. We're gonna cook this for about mm, three or four minutes. Okay, so at this point, <laughs> you can get your pasta water, um, get it boiling again, and then we're gonna drop the pasta in the water while the tomato paste does its kind of caramelly thing. As you can see, it's probably breaking up now and emulsifying with the oil and the bacon fat a little bit more, and also darkening. I'm getting a little stir because I'm trying to stir up the caramelized bits from the base of my pan because I, I, want, I want some browning, but I don't want burning. And also because they are gonna be really tasty bits and I want them to be incorporated into the sauce. Okay. All right, so I'm gonna let this simmer away on low and I'm gonna add a pound of pasta and now, Okay, I had a little bit of an accident. <laughs> so, five second rule, I'm gonna pick up the pasta that's all on the floor and toss it back in. Um, <laughs> all right, so I'm using a pasta that looks a little bit like a French horn and my husband calls for rotelli. You can use penne, which is probably more traditional. You could use fusilli. I, you want, this is a, a pretty, this is the kind of pasta sauce that it really kind of clings to the to the pasta. Um, it's not like a soupy sauce, so you want something that has, I think, you know, it has some like nooks and crannies. That's what that's what I'm always looking for with this, which is why I think Tad, my husband, likes the uh, wagon wheel. Okay, so we've got the pasta in the water and it's boiling, and it's going to take about I don't know, I would say like seven or eight minutes, depending on the shape of your pasta. My tomato paste is nicely caramelized and looking lovely and so all the kind of oil in the pan is now this very deep bright red and there are still some stuck bits on the bottom of the pan you shouldn't worry at all and now I'm going to take the canned chopped tomatoes I happen to be a huge fan of pummy p-o-m-i which you can find more and more in grocery stores now and I'm adding that to the tomato uh, paste mixture and I'm just stirring it in and just going to heat it through and then shut off the heat. And then the sauce is done. Now, you may notice that I have not added salt. That's because we used a lot of bacon. So, and also, you know, if you've properly salted the pasta water, the pasta itself will also taste well seasoned. So I, I would not add salt until the very end if you think it, it really needs it. So I'm adding the bacon back to the sauce now. At this point, the sauce is essentially done. And I'm going to, again, heat, just heat through the tomatoes while the pasta cooks and then shut it off. Now, I didn't talk about the tomato paste. So again, that's sort of a, <laughs> you may have a brand loyalty with your tomato paste. We happen to have one, it's Muti, M-U-T-T-I. We have not been able to find it um, as much recently and that's okay, we've been using others. And you know, I think that um, some of them I have found, like they could use a little bit of like, like a pinch of sugar or something. They need just a little something to kind of soften the bitter edge. So you can make adjustments to it. And I think just, you know, I, I would recommend just trying a bunch of different brands until you find one that really works for you.
and you're looking for something that has like great sort of pure tomato essence, but also a really nice texture. And so we are always using double concentrate tomato paste and that's sort of become a pretty common thing in grocery stores now. So I keep an eye out for that. If you've got people at home, tell them it's time to set the table or to get a drink because as soon as the pasta is done, you really want to sit down and eat. Now, if you haven't grated your cheese yet, this is the moment to do it. And I, you know, the recipe calls for Parmesan, but you can use basically any kind of, you know, aged hard cheese. If, if um, pecorino is all you, you can get, that's totally fine. All right, so I'll see you in a few minutes once the pasta is ready. Okay, I just tasted a piece of the pasta and it is ready. So I am going to drain the pasta into my sink. Okay. Do not shake it out. You want you want that reserved water on that's sort of clinging to the pasta in it. So I'm now adding it to the sauce that has the bacon. And I'm just gonna toss these guys together. And this is at the point at which you can add some more oil. And actually, my husband is here. Ted, do you always add more oil, or is it? Um, I sort of do it on a judgment basis, but I usually try to have enough oil and bacon fat already that I don't need to add more oil. Okay, that would be Daddy of Daddy's Pasta. Um, okay, yeah. well, I'm getting I... a royalty for every time you guys cook this recipe. <laughs> by the way. Our royalty rate is very, very, very low. We pay in desserts. Um, okay, so I am mixing the pasta together. You can probably hear it. Now, if your sauce seems dry at all, because you know you might have cooked yours down a little bit more, this is the moment when you would want to add a little bit of pasta water. And in fact, I'm gonna add a little bit of pasta water. And I'm also going to add a little bit of olive oil. Um, now, you can add up to three tablespoons. Well, I mean, you can add however much you want, but the recipe is sort of up to three tablespoons. You can measure, or you can just sprinkle it over to the top like I just did. Um, as if it's a salad and you're kind of dressing it. Okay, because you don't want this, the um, pasta to be drowning in sauce ever. You want it to have just enough that it's cloaked. So, okay, now we are gonna serve it up and we are gonna add some cheese. And you can hear the table being set in the background probably. You ready, Tad? I'm ready. Serve, serve it up, okay. I'm going to put it into bowls and Tad is gonna sprinkle the cheese, which is already grated. How does that look? Does that, awesome. does that meet your satisfaction? It looks amazing. Okay. okay, your approval, I should say. Okay. Thanks so much for making my husband Tad's recipe, the daddy of daddy's pasta, with me, Amanda Hesser. You can find the recipe on food52.com. There will be new episodes weekly. And if you have a favorite Food 52 recipe you'd like to hear us make, email it to us at podcasts at food52.com. 